If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again. This is Heather Bayer at Vacation Rental Success, and I'm delighted to be back with you. Sadly, our road trip is is sort of coming to an end now. We're about a week away before a week from heading home again. I mean, we're those crazy Canadians that uh, that go back through the border as the hordes of snowbirds are leaving, and you know, it's always uh, it's it, it's always amusing to stop at the border, and the the border guards will generally say what are you doing? Why are you coming back in here? As uh, as you know, usually there's, you know, the first flakes of snow are beginning to drift down. Quite honestly, it's um, it's, it's been such a great time away. I've had so much time to focus on the things I really enjoy, but, you know, like doing the blog posts and doing the podcasts and, and it's been great fun. And of course, having the... Um, the VRMA conference to go to as well was was just an an amazing bonus really, and you'll be seeing some blog posts coming up over the next few weeks, and the next podcast, in fact, will be focusing on the things that I learnt at uh, the Vacation Rental Managers Association annual conference, and it, it will be about all the people I spoke to just the hundreds and hundreds of vacation rental professionals who are there. You know, I've learned so much from them and I want to share all that with you. So keep an eye open for blog posts and, and uh, you know, podcasts to come. One of the things that I always get out of networking with people is, is finding, finding out just how everyone's focus is on customer service, customer service excellence and doing the absolute best at what we do. And it's one of those reasons I love talking to other vacation rental owners on this podcast and finding out more about how they got into the business, what their particular focus is, how they do their marketing and what success they're having with it. And that's why I'm so delighted to add yet another episode to our successful rental owner series. And today I'm talking to an owner who has properties in Asheville, North Carolina. So let's get on over to that interview with Bria Gratia. Well, I'm so delighted to have with me today Bria Gratia, who has a number of cabins in Asheville. Uh, Bria Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Heather, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Just tell me, um, excuse my ignorance, Asheville is Tennessee or North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Western North Carolina. So it's near Tennessee. It's in the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Or the Smoky Mountains. The Blue Ridge Mountains, I think, are a division of the Smoky Mountains. Oh, now that's that's really set me straight because we used to go um, camping just south of Knoxville in a place called Maryville, and and that was they they called it the Gateway 
to the Smokies. So I always thought the Smoky Mountains was was all Tennessee. But okay, uh, but I and I haven't ever been that far east. So you know we 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 tend to travel straight down from Ontario down to Florida and we we hit Tennessee on the way sometimes but we haven't been east to Asheville so i am pretty sure that after talking with you and and having already uh poured over your website that i will be visiting Asheville sometime very soon well thank you i would love to have you visit Asheville that would be great it it's would such be such a fun place yeah now tell me you are currently um moving to Asheville permanently. So so let's kick off by you telling us how you got into the business of vacation rental, a little bit about your properties, and, and of course, the move itself. Okay. Well, um, I saw the movie Last of the Mohicans. I guess I'm going to try to shorten the story, but I saw the movie Last of the Mohicans, and I'm one of those people that when I watch a movie, I'm in the movie. And when Daniel Day-Lewis was running through the forest... I just wanted to be in the forest, and I loved the mountains and the the view of the the mountains from on top of another mountain, you know, just looking out and the caves and everything, and I just wanted that so badly. And um, I'm, I just sold my uh, business here in Houston. Uh, I had a day spa for 30 years. I started asking clients back in the 90s, um, do you know of a small town in North Carolina that could support my business because it's a luxury business. And every, I asked three clients individually without, you know, and months apart even. Every single person I asked said Asheville. So I headed to Asheville to see what it was like and fell in love with it. It was exactly where I need to be. That and, is, that's uh, fantastic. I love to hear stories like that. It's, yeah. you know, as, as you said, it's where you need to be and, and fate is directing you there. It did direct me there. And what's funny is I didn't even know where North Carolina was located for sure. I mean, you know, it's like I know Pennsylvania's over there in Virginia, but I didn't know exactly where North Carolina was uh, as opposed to the other uh, states. So I had to get on the map and look it up to see exactly where it was located. And I had never heard of Asheville, but Asheville's quite, quite well known. Uh, the Biltmore Estate is there. So it draws a lot of tourists and um, it's a small community. I think it's, um, I think, 80,000 uh, Asheville proper. Uh, of course, all the surrounding small communities add up to a larger uh, population. But Asheville itself is a just, it's being from Texas, um, it's kind of like the Western version, uh, or I mean, the Eastern version of Austin, uh -huh. Texas. It's kind of hippie. It's kind of sophisticated. It's quirky. It's it's just fun. I mean, anything goes there. Um, they're known for being gay friendly. Um, everything. I mean, Asheville is just, they're open and um, accepting of everything and anything. And they just, they love to have a good time. Sounds great. What about your properties? Whereabouts? Um, are, are they uh, in, in Asheville or in the surrounding area? They're in the surrounding area. There is a community right outside of Asheville, which is very accessible uh, by um, a highway. It's um, Fairview, North Carolina, and uh, we have four properties altogether. Um, three of the properties are on one particular mountain, and uh, they are 12 and 13 miles from the downtown Asheville area. 
And then another property that I have is a little further out. It's 18 miles from downtown, but it's more of a rural community than the others. The the other three houses are on a mountain that's very pristine with lots of homeowner association rules and and the um, homeowners uh, month uh, yearly fees are higher. And so they take better care of the mountain as far as grooming the roads and everything. So it's two different. I have two different um, atmospheres, I guess you would say. It's great that they're so close. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the properties that I manage, you know, that, that may be 40, 50 miles from the nearest town. Oh. I'm just going, what, 18 miles? That's nothing. <laughs> I know, it's not. And, you know, the neat thing about it is you can, or even the 12 miles, you know, you, you drive out there, you get on the mountain, and it's serenity. Mm-hmm. There, you, I named one of my places Chalet Quietude, and I came up with the word quietude because I stood there on the deck when I was looking to purchase, and I couldn't hear anything. I didn't hear a dog bark. I didn't hear a siren. I didn't hear traffic. I heard nothing but birds, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is the quietude is just surrounding me, and that's how I came up with the name. Well, it's lovely. And what are the other ones called? Well, then my second one, um, it was really a funky place. It was owned by a child actor from the 40s. He he played in the um, movies with uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Mickey Rooney. Uh, he did Boys Town and National Velvet. Uh, his name was Butch Jenkins, and he was a little freckle-faced kid. And he owned the house and the whole mountain where my cottage is located. But when I went in there... It was a real funky place, um, and I kept saying to my realtor, what is the first word that comes to your mind? Because I had a word in my mind, and she said, well, I think it's got a lot of charm. And I said, that's the exact word I had. So I named it Charmed Cottage. And then um, my husband is from the Woodlands, Texas. And when he bought his place, I kept asking him what he wanted to name it. And he never would give me a name. So one day I got a rental for him and I said, okay, I'm giving it a name. And his place is surrounded by the forest. I mean, it's like being in a tree house. And so I said, you know, you're from the woodlands and your house is in the woods. So I'm going to call it the woodlands. So his place is Woodlands Chalet. And um, then we have a bungalow. And we've been thinking about Belvedere Bungalow. So we're not sure yet. He's thinking maybe even just the bungalow. I don't know. So anyway, that's what it's kind of fun to name these places. Oh, I think so. And I I always encouraged people to have names for their properties. Right. I I go on to some of our websites up here in Ontario, the, the agency sites. When you go on there, it's just a long list of numbers and people. Oh, that's not fun. Property 14567. And that means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Um, I mean, my my properties is Osprey Cottage and Kingfisher Cottage. Right. You know, I love reason, that. Reason being is that at Osprey, there are Osprey and right. lots of them. And then at the other one, you know, you can sit there and watch the Kingfisher flying up and down the river. Um, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, we've, we've because this, it's a huge wildlife area. So we've got one called Bearadice. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Moose Lodge. So lots okay, of moose, good. lots of loons. So, so yes, I'm a, a great advocate of property naming. Wow. Uh, well, you know, I got that. I have a friend that I went skiing um, in the French Alps with um, this couple, and she's from England. 
And she names all of her houses. When she moves into a home, she's living in the States now. Mm -hmm. But when she moves into a home, uh, she names them and puts a placard on near the front door with the name of her home. And I just always thought, always thought that was a very interesting thing. And I've always wanted to do that. Well, it's she great, her, great to have that you, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But yes, but I mean, she does it in her home that she lives in. <laughs> I mean, I know you visit vacation rentals yourself at times. And, and I know when, as, as being a guest, when you have memories of a place, it's so much better to say, do you remember when we went to Pura Vida? in um in eleuthera or do you remember when we went to flying toucans in costa rica rather exactly. than do you remember we went to that place <laughs> yes exactly what was the name of what was that place 181 784 <laughs> who can remember that uh bria you've been running you, you know you're you've, you're living in houston i know you're moving shortly but you've been running this business from a distance and that right. that always interests me how have you managed it you you must have come across some challenges, um, but it's been rent. You've been renting or running this business for quite a, a while, so I'm guessing it's running smoothly. So, tell me about it. Tell me about well, running it from a distance. It does run smoothly. I it always amazes me at how well it does go. But I think being a, a business owner before, I already had some ideas of how to run a business. But um, I know that there there are challenges um, that I have to overcome constantly, uh, and they're silly. Sometimes they're silly little things, like um, the I guess the part that I hate the most is having to pay people to do something that if I were in town, I could just run up there and take care of it. I had to pay fifty five dollars uh, one time to get a mousetrap set. <sighs> Oh, because I couldn't ask the guests to do it, and um, we had to get the get the trap set before guests were arriving. So, because we're in the forest, and and also too, we had to pay a, a wildlife um, man to go out. Um, he's a nuisance wildlife nuisance company to go out because we also that same property had flying squirrels that had uh, taken up uh, residence in the um, attic area where the, I guess the screen was missing, which we didn't know. So we had to pay him not only to remove the flying squirrels, but also to look around the house where there might be a place where the, the mouse was getting in or the mice. So, you know, all of those things we could have taken care of if we, if we were in town. But we had to we had to do it quickly, you know, so that we can prevent mice from infesting the place. And we had to get the, the uh, squirrels taken care of. So we have to pay people to do things like... Um, that and to um, like if a coffee pot breaks during the time that a guest is there, we have to get the housekeeper to go buy a new coffee pot and take it up there, which costs us double what the coffee pot cost. So those are, I think those are the major things that we run into. As far as everything else, um, it's been easy. I've had one bad situation and I didn't listen to my gut. I had a last-minute rental for one night, which, by the way, we don't do one-night rentals anymore. But it was a Friday night. She called me for a Saturday night reservation. She said it was their anniversary, their fourth anniversary. And the interesting thing, the whole time that I talked to her, I felt like she kept looking away from the phone. And I was having a very difficult time communicating. And a couple times we got disconnected. And I... It, my gut was saying something's wrong here, and I didn't listen. When we hung up, I, I I never do this, and I haven't done it since. But I looked her up and found her on Facebook, 
And I went over, I picked my computer, my laptop up and took it over to my husband. I said, honey, here's who's renting your place tomorrow. I don't know why I didn't listen to myself, but it turned out that she advertised a big party on Craigslist and Facebook, and there were hundreds of 15 to 25-year-olds all over the mountain. And uh, I was called at uh, 1.30 in the middle of the night by the sheriff's department. So that's that stopped the one-night rental stuff, and I will not ever take a one-night rental now. So oh, that, that's... Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, my heart sort of stops when I hear that 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 story. Uh, but you know, you you said a couple of things there. One about the one night rentals. It's something that that we stopped very very early on um, because you think about it. Now, why somebody just want one night? That's not a vacation. Well, um, it's not. But and also, I mean, when you think about all the fees that you add on there, mm-hmm. you know, the taxes and the cleaning and um, whatever else. I mean. Why? Why would they want to spend that for one night? Yeah, and it's not, and it's not even twenty four hours. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, the second thing is, is when you get that gut reaction, go with it. <laughs> I do now. I had a guy <laughs> that called up and wanted to rent, and I, I, he wanted to pay me a few days later. And again, my gut was telling me something's not right here. But he was acting like, well, I own my company. Uh, I've just got a new credit card coming in. And um, he, I, I went ahead. I did. I, I never do this, but I did this on him. I marked the calendars booked and set him up as if it was done because I, be, I believed him, but something wasn't right. Then his wife sends me an email and says she wants to know if they can have the housekeeping come out every day. Did, is there someone that can do the grocery shopping for them? And I mean, all of these luxury services that that hadn't even paid for the place. And they're asking, she's asking for all these luxury services. And I don't have that many people ask for those, those types of services additional. And that was starting to send red flags up for me. And then I, he said he would call me on Tuesday to pay. Well, he didn't call on Tuesday. I called him on Wednesday and said, um, I thought you were going to call me yesterday or whatever I said to him. And he said, oh, I'm going to have Scott call you on Friday. And now this was for a rental for the next week for uh, seven nights. Scott calls me to pay 50%. Well, the full amount was due. And he knew the full amount was due because it was in the quote. And I said, you know what, Scott, uh, would you tell Bill that uh, I'm going to have to um, – have full amount. And he said, well, I don't, I can't do that. Um, I, he's going to have to tell me to do that. It turned out I sent Bill an email and said, Bill, I, I think I'm going to decline your reservation. And he, he wrote back with some smart remark, but I, I, I listened to my gut on that one. And I know something was fishy there. I just don't know what. Yeah. We, we've done that on so many occasions uh, and, and we are, I guess, a little bit more fortunate because we have, we have three of us sitting in, in an office when when these things come in and a call will come in and usually it's Sandra, my office manager, and and she'll, I can I can see the look on her face and the way she's responding that she's not happy with it, right? And then uh, she she will usually just do a, a a stall of some sort and say, look, you know, I just need to check something. Let me call you back. And then we have this discussion, and you know, I I will always trust her gut reaction right. anyway, but it's amazing how often these things happen and we actually do use facebook a lot for screening and right. we we've had we found exactly the same we found people advertising 
um, birthday parties and get-togethers and inviting all comers. And guess what? We found this great we found this great cottage rental and it'll accommodate it has five bedrooms so that'll be fine for the 30 of us <laughs> oh. well you know there was a movie called x uh x project or something like that where they were uh the kids were uh going into vacant homes and trashing them and videotaping it well one night i was helping my daughter move from houston to austin and i was actually in austin in the parking lot my phone rang and i can always tell it's a um, a rental because it's long distance mostly and um, like mostly most of our rentals come from the east coast and uh, I answered the phone and the guy said um, could you give me the address to the charmed cottage and I said and I, I'm thinking to myself why wouldn't he already have the address and I it, I could tell he was on his way there and I said well who are you and he said well I've been invited to a party there and I said well, who is the guest? And he said, um, let's see, what was the name? Um, Ethan. And I said, I don't think I have an Ethan staying at the cottage. Uh, let me check for just a moment. And I got on, I had my computer with me. I looked at my uh, software uh, management system and I had no guest that night. And I got back on the phone and I said, I'm sorry, uh, I don't have an Ethan staying there this evening. He said, okay, thank you. And the minute I hung up, I had a flashback to that one night rental that had the party on the mountain. Mm -hmm. That girl said her husband's name was Ethan. Oh, for goodness sake. And I, I started thinking that's probably a, 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 a replica. They're probably trying to duplicate that movie. And I, then I looked up the movie and there was a character in the movie named Ethan. <laughs> so watch out for that name, Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, but I, you know, I, my gut definitely told me not to just blurt out the address. Yes. Yes. We've we've had a number of those before. People calling up and saying, "I'm on my, on my way to a cottage and I need the address." And um, if they're not on the guest list, and we, and we have a full guest list of uh, of who it, who is authorized to be there, we right. will not give the address. Right. I do um, too. You know, another thing I do is I get their their. Um, the make and model of their car. I don't ask for their, uh, I get their driver's license number and I get the make and model of their car. Uh, I don't get the um, license plate number because most people don't know their license plate number and it's more trouble than it's worth. And I've never really needed it. Yeah. But um, the driver's license number is, is um, a good, good thing to have. Mm -hmm. People, I've had a few people say, why do you need my driver's license number? And I say, well, I'm giving you the keys to my home. Yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. Right, That's fair right. enough. Bria, I've been looking at your website this morning and absolutely love it. Who did it? Did you do it yourself or, or did you? Did. did you? Fantastic. Did. Thank you. Thank it, you. It really is. It it ranks way up in those that I just think are just, you know, so content filled. They are, it, it, it's a sticky website. People will come in and then stick around oh thank you thank because you. they can they can see stuff on there you know they you know thing here's the things i like about it i love the, the and i'm going to put a link obviously i'll be putting a link to uh cabin in ashville.com and, and i'd love listeners to go there and just have a look and have a look at the right hand menu bar because everything is there. You know, if you want to go to Asheville, 
and you want to see what's what's going on. There's there's links to Asheville attractions and adventures, links to the Biltmore Estate, which obviously is a big draw in the area. Um, uh, in, I love that you've got independent restaurants on there. Um, so that so that people can check out what to do in advance. It just is a great example of a really good vacation rental website. So I, I, I really um, commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you. I have to, you made me laugh when you mentioned the restaurants. Uh, I look at Google Analytics on occasion and um, I was looking one day and I thought, why is this particular cabin, why am I getting referrals from this cabin to my website? So I clicked on the link and guess what happened? She had copied my restaurant page <laughs> and it was, um, she, no, she copied my adventure page. And when you click on the adventures, it takes you to another page on my website. So she's got, she, she copied my page and it's linking her guests to my website, which is fair. <laughs> well, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> since she like. Didn't do her, since she did not do her own homework. And create her own page, but yes, she she copied my page. Sounds like payback to me. I, I thought so. <laughs> I, I thought, well, I could let her know, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's it's only one or one or two a month, but um, she doesn't have a very nice website anyway. So it's it's just kind of funny that that she was trying to be sneaky, and and it's it's fired back on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it, it really is great. And I, I ended up looking at scenic drives around Asheville. And oh, thank you. Just, you know, you can just go to one, one page and then on to another. So absolutely wonderful. Um, where else? Do you, so, so you've got the website. How do you get people to the website? Well, you know, I guess that's an ongoing process. I, of course, I built my website in WordPress. I know we've, we've discussed that in forums and things. Um, I started off with um, TypePad, mm -hmm. but I, I wanted to be on WordPress because I like the idea of the the uh, plugins. Yeah, and where you can make your website your own, and you can get functions and things that you can't have with just a standard blog site. So um, I'm I'm with WordPress, and I've got an SEO plugin, and um, I've followed all the directions on setting that up, and. Um, so my web my my website shows up anywhere from the second page. Well, actually, I've seen it on the first page on occasion, depending on what someone puts in for a keyword or keyword phrase. But you know, there's so many big boys, as we call them, um, like HomeAway and VRBO, and then there's the local big boys um, that I have to contend with as well. Um, like Carolina Mornings and Graybeard Realty and some of those others that by the time we get finished with all of those, I usually show up on the second, third, or fourth page uh, mm -hmm. with my organic search. Um, but I do advertise with, I, I figured I, I might as well advertise with all of the people that are showing up on the first and second pages. So I spend about 5000 per property per year on uh, advertising with them, but it brings a lot of business to the website. So I've got, um, like for example, one I use is AshevilleNC.com and, um, and Romantic Asheville. Both of those are top refers to the um, website. Mm -hmm. And um, I do some others um, that are local like Asheville.com and Explore Asheville and um, 
Blue Ridge Online. I, I was going to I was going to drop a couple of these, but every time I start to drop them, I look at my uh, analytics and it's like, well, you know, I do get a fair amount of people from Blue Ridge Online. It's not that expensive, mm-hmm. so I keep it. Uh, one that I am going to drop, I do VRBO and I do vacationrentals.com, but I'm getting ready to drop vacation rentals. I used to get a lot of referrals from them. I'm not getting that many anymore. In fact, I don't get that many from VRBO because they've changed, um, I guess, the way they um, set their site up now. And when people put in a date range, it only shows the people that are available or the cabins that are available. So um, out of about probably 550 or so cabins that are on the Asheville site, then there's also other surrounding communities like Hendersonville and and Weaverville and some of the other communities that are there as well. So there's a lot of competition there. I have to, mm-hmm. I feel like I've got to spend that money in order to stay on top of the pile because yeah. it's a big pile. Well, I, I, I just, um, I just Googled cabin in Asheville and, um, and you're on page one. Oh, great. Uh, from, from where I'm seeing it. Um, okay. so, you know, wh- what do I got? Um, exploreashville.com comes in at number one. This is after all the, oh, no, v- well, after VRBO flip key and home away. Right. And right. then explore Asheville. Um, and then cabins, cabin of Asheville.com. That's not me. That's not and me. And then romantic Asheville and then you, cabin. Okay, perfect. Cabin in Asheville.com. Right, I know. It's, <laughs> I think it's, you know, I, I know we talked a little before, but it's, it's I think it's very important um, for for my website to have the, the name in there. I learned this a years ago um, when I was studying uh, SEO, um, for my spa business that you need to have websites with what it is you do like facials Houston or laser Houston or whatever. So it's very important to have cabin and Asheville, I mm-hmm. think, or vacation rental and Asheville in those, in, in your title, in your uh, domain name, I think. Yeah. So that people can find you. Yeah, there's there's also so many other ways of of getting there as well. I don't do do you follow Alan Egan and his Google Plus um, campaign at all? Well, I I I did, and I I was very impressed with the magazine look that he had or the columns. And I don't know that I've ever figured out how to do what he did, but yes, I don't follow him, but I have looked at his work. Yeah, it's um, I, I'm I, there too. I'm I do Google Plus, and I. I do it. I do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. And it's hard to keep up with all that. I mean, and I say hard, it's, it's just another thing to do. You know, I've got to remember to blog and I've got to remember to post to Facebook and tweet at twi- Twitter and all that stuff. And sometimes, you know, when you post to Twitter, it goes to Facebook. So that's a good thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> saves yes. A, saves yeah. a step there. But and Google a, places. You know, it, it, it's, it's great to hear that you've got the, the social media stuff going on but you know I do I do appreciate that it's uh, it's tough to be everywhere and to be everywhere on a consistent basis because everyone says you've got to be consistent in social media but you know where do you get all that time from <laughs> right well luckily the the one guy that I he's kind of a he's really a, an insider and he's got it he's got it down is romanticashville.com and he inspires some of my ideas and, and 
I, we are he and I have become friends on Facebook. So when he posts something, I like it and I share it. And then when I share it, he likes it. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, he likes he likes his own his own work, you know. So it's good. So I get more activity that way. But he's um, he goes out and goes on hikes and takes great photographs and posts them. And then I will share them with my Facebook fans. So it's it's a neat thing. He's uh, he's pretty out there and, and really works it. And he's got a a, a great um, his his website's just got everything on the hikes and the scenic drives. I got my ideas for the scenic drives from him. Yeah, and uh, and then you know then I expand or um, delete or you know add my own two cents in there as well. But he's he's really great, and he all, he also has those maps that he's given me permission to use. So when I send guests directions, I also send them links to all these maps of downtown Asheville, of the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is also a scenic drive that people like to do, and um, another map uh, of the area, just a general getting around Asheville map. So, um, you know, he's a good resource for me and Mm -hmm. a good person to partner up with. Yeah, I I think you made a great point there. And and that's about partnering with people that have, you know, similar connected businesses, you know, and and even if they're even if they're competitors, which which he clearly isn't, because he's, um, he's marketing the area rather than specific properties. Um, Well, he does. He does. um, I do advertise with him because mm -hmm. he does have a whole listing. He advertises Romantic Asheville, and he's got cabins and bed and breakfast and everything on his website. So he's, he's my, he used to be my number two referral source. Now he's my number three referral source. Actually, my website is my number one referral source. So my website's starting to get a lot of hits. Oh, that's, that's terrific. And it it will, it no doubt it will continue to do so. Um, you know, as, as you continue to grow now talking about growth, um, you mentioned recently on the um, on the on our podcast network that you were progressing into rental management. That other people have in, have, have asked you to represent their properties. Can you tell me about that? Well, I had a guest um, that stayed at all three of our properties, and she was living in California at the time. And she, apparently, she had lived in Asheville at some time in the past, and. Uh, they got transferred or have, they decided to move back to Asheville, whatever reason that was. But they moved back to Asheville and bought a home. And then he got transferred. Her husband got transferred to New York. So they moved. And she said she's always wanted a vacation rental. And she asked me to build her website. And um, she wanted me to manage her property. And I was very excited about managing her property for her, for her and taking her bookings. And, um, you know, just doing everything I could for her. But then what happened was I sent her an agreement and she said, well, I want my attorney to look it over. And she found out that I don't know if this is the case everywhere, but in North Carolina, you have to be a realtor to manage properties. Right. And which I had been thinking about doing anyway, because the other side of being a realtor is when people come to stay at our cabins, they're a lot of times they're staying in our cabins to go out searching for a home mm-hmm. to purchase. So I thought, I don't want to sell homes, but I could get a referral fee. So I thought the first thing I'm going to do when I move to Asheville is get a realtor's uh, or a broker's license or whatever it is that I need to get. But once I do that, then I'll be able to manage properties um, and, and do it the right way. 
But um, then I've had my realtor, uh, she's moving to the Caribbean, and she wants me to manage her five vacation rentals. And um, a couple other people have inquired, and a neighbor uh, on the mountain has, um, she's bought a new home, and her home wasn't selling. And she said, I think I want to turn it into a vacation rental. Would you help me, and would you manage it for me? So it just starts to happen like that, I guess. I mean, just you start knowing people, and they know what you do, and it just gets out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I started my agency back in 2004 and started, and I've just written a blog post uh, about it earlier this week because... I saw that this morning. (laughs) So, you know, from seven to 200. um, And yeah, the the first few was, you know, a couple of mine, my sisters, a couple of friends down the road. And then one one guy who said, well, you know, if you can do it at a commission of 10%, you can have it. You know, and uh-huh. uh, and in fact, he's still with me. That oh, guy, wow. great. <laughs> Ten well, years you... on, and it and and it just grow. It grew organically, mainly by word of mouth, which is obviously what's going to happen with you. I think so. I, I, the one thing that I'm not sure about, and maybe you and I can discuss this right here. But I've been struggling with the idea of booking other people's properties when mine is sitting there empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, how do you deal with that? <laughs> Let me ask you that question. Um, well, that, I'm, yeah, that's, I'm, that's I'm an interesting. I would, I'm thinking I would like to do their maintenance and their housekeeping and <laughs> keep their supplies in stock, but I don't know if I want to book their properties. That's that's the thing I'm struggling with right now in my own mind. That's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, I've I've always had my own properties just marketed in my agency. And, you know, and, and I've had times when mine have been empty and others are getting booked, really because my, my way of looking at it is that it doesn't matter whether I'm doing the booking or somebody else is doing the booking. You know, the, those guests are clearly not wanting, you know, they, right. they, they've got different criteria. They want something exactly. else. Right. So whether I and I would prefer to be out there taking the commission for the one that they have booked. Right. Rather, well, you know what? That's true. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Rather than going them going directly to another owner or, or to another agency. So so I, th- I think that's the way I'd look at it when it comes down to it. I mean, we, we're very conscious that we don't try and push people into our own properties. But what we do do is make sure that our places are always ready for last minute. Right. Whereas some of our other owners are just not, you know, they've gone up and used their place for the weekend. They haven't haven't got a rental, so they've just left it in a mess or or just left it, you know, well, we'll go up next weekend. Then we get a last minute inquiry during the week. And guess what? We can't put the, those people into that place, but I can put them in mine. Exactly. exactly. So it, but uh, it's it's a balancing act. Well, you know, I, in a way, I do that at the moment because, and, and I'm I'm going to share this. My husband and I are older, and we both have children from previous marriages. So I own my homes, and they're in my name, and I collect my money. And he owns his homes, they're in his name, and he I collect money for him. He pays me to manage his properties. And I know sometimes, I mean, the phone will ring and it's like, Woodlands, 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 Woodlands. And I'm sitting here going, golly, I need a rental. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I stay true to, 
you know, these are coming in for his property and he'll get booked up and then I'll get the rental. <laughs> and that and that's exactly how it works. So um, it's funny, though, because I, I do sit there and sometimes think, well, I'm open. How come you don't want my place? <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably, as you know, there's probably a t- ton of reasons why they've chosen one over the other. And, right. Well, yeah. Um, so, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's my viewpoint. If there's commission to be had, then I'd prefer to have it rather than to give it to somebody else. Uh, well, I, I think you're right about that. <laughs> um, but it is, yes, yeah. When, when you start out and uh, it, it's tough to... Um, when an inquiry comes in and particularly when somebody asks you your opinion you know you're the one that's been to these properties which one right. should i choose and you have to be now what's what's the word you've got to be diplomatic diplomatic yes <laughs> you know um, what i do i tell them neutral the neutral is it the, yeah neutral yes yeah. i tell them the features cuz they that happens with us which is your favorite yeah. well which is which is my favorite child you can't ask me that <laughs> So I just say, you know, here are the features, you know, and I try to get down to the nitty gritty. You know, what is it you're looking for? Here are the features and then let them decide. Yeah. And I have to put it back on them most every time when, when they're wanting wanting me to give them. Um, and I can do that. Uh, a lot of times it's just two people and they don't need the larger place when the, the smaller place is available. So I will say, well, the smaller place is available. However, here are the features for the larger place. So I try to again make it make it neutral mm-hmm. uh, for them. But yeah, it's and I know that I would do that if any if I take on any other properties. It's just that do I want to have to do that? That's that's what I struggle with right now. Um, talking about taking on other properties, and and I I know this from my own experience of dealing with a lot of owners who are coming into vacation rental market for the first time. Of, often they come in with some preconceived ideas. They've got ideas on setting rates. They've got ideas on what guests want, um, which they may have got from from the media somewhere. But quite often they're they're pretty much off whack. So what advice would you offer to someone who's getting into the business for the first time? What What's the first couple of things you'd tell them that they need to do to make the place or, or, or just to be successful in the business? Well, I think they need a website. To me, nothing speaks professional like a website does. And um, I think you need to organize the home for comfort. And I think you need to have things that people need. And I got that idea from staying at a bed and breakfast, a bed and breakfast that had a little cottage ab- above the garage that we used to stay in as a family because it had a, a, a bedroom and um, a living room that had a pull-out bed. But when we would try to, and it had a kitchen, and when we would come home from a day of adventure and we want to cook spaghetti, for example, there was not a, 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 a colander there. There was no spatula uh, I mean, we, I went out and bought spatulas and colanders for her, her little cottage so that I could cook a dinner for my family. So I think it's real important. I had people write to me and say, I can't believe you had everything, even a garlic press. I mean, I went out and bought everything someone would need in the kitchen to cook a gourmet meal. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be expensive items, but I think you need to have things that people use at home to make it feel like home when they're on vacation. 
And so I've, I've made sure that I have a complete list of everything. When I go shopping for a new property, I have all of those things, lamps and, you know, whatever, and garlic press and all of the, you know, wine openers and everything. And um, I think you also need a great team. You've got to have people like your plumbers and your electricians and your air conditioning man and your hot tub man. And um, you, you've got to, sometimes you have to ask your neighbors to help. So you need to know your neighbors. And you need to not alienate them or, you know, be a thorn in the community. You need to do everything you can to get along with them. When we had that incident happen, um, you know, we made sure that we were very compliant with the policies and rules of the mountain. And um, we thought the neighbors were upset with us. But just recently we had some tree work done and, and all of the neighbors were delightful and said how much they enjoyed us. And so I know that we haven't really been as bad on the mountain as we thought we were. But um, I think it's important to have uh, have friendliness with your neighbors so that they will support you when you need that. I, and, that, that that's such a good point. It's, um, and I've, I've heard this a couple of times when I go out and visit visit new owners and, and I always say, what do your neighbors think about you renting? And one or two will say, well, I'm not going to let them know. Oh, and my response, well, you can tell my, my, my response is, well, how do, you, how do you expect that they are not going to know that you're renting out after your first couple of guests? And, right. oh, I hadn't thought about that. Right. So my advice has always been to them, you know, go out, speak to all, definitely the neighbours on either side, tell them what you're doing, how many people your property accommodates, what sort of guests you're in, you're, you're going to have in. And and also to let them know that you know that they don't that they're not your guardians of the property, but if they have an issue, just to give you a call. Well, and that's what they've done. I mean, one of them called me up and said uh, one of our trees looks like it's splitting, and that's of course the day I was up there having that tree cut down. We had to hire a crane and everything, but I got to meet many of the neighbors on this particular uh, at this particular property. And they were delightful. And uh, the ladies next door are the ones who called me when they were selling their house to ask me if I would do vacation rental for their house. And then, because there's one man that thinks he owns the mountain, and, and he's the one that made us think that, that we were the, the bad seed on the mountain. Um, but he was the vice president of the Homeowners Association. And just recently, the president of the Homeowners Association wrote me an email and asked me if I would like to buy his home for a bake to turn it into a vacation rental. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we weren't, weren't so bad after all. It was just that one guy's opinion of us. You know, he was the one that um, made us feel bad. And yeah. it turns out it was just him because I talked to another neighbor and, and I said, I get the impression he, he thinks he owns the mountain. He's king of the mountain. And she said, yes, he thinks he's king of the mountain for sure. <laughs> so. Well, you know, Bria, I am I am definitely going to come down there at some point. I mean, I, I'm just I, I've looked through the testimonials for your properties. I've I, I, I'm just reading one now. It just says, "Wow, wow," those were the words that were uttered when we walked into the charmed cottage. And I think, wow, that's just wonderful. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, just many congratulations for for what you're doing there. Now, of course, you're also part of our podcast. Uh, network 
uh, Vacation Rental Podcast Network. So if anybody doesn't out there who doesn't know what this is, it's a group of very dedicated and committed vacation rental owners who are preparing to launch a podcast in early 2015. And mm. Bria is one of those. So having looked through your website, Bria, I can see there's no issues in you finding content. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So, uh, so, you know, I know that's something we're going to be discussing, but, um, you know, as I looked at your website and as I do with everybody's now, I, I look at, uh, at the content, I look at the region and I, and I start mentally listing all the different things that, that people could podcast about. And, and you've definitely got so much in Asheville. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's, you know, you could even do with your scenic routes, you could even do a podcast for each route. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So just describes the, the, the route and what people can see and the different places they can go, where they can stop for lunch, that sort of thing. So I'm, right. sure, you've got, I'm sure you've already got a ton of ideas. Well, I, that's exactly where I'm going to start is on my website and go from there to, you know, to get the ideas. So you're right. You know, I did want to make one other point, Heather, uh, about uh, the advice. I think, you know, like when I hired my housekeeper, um, I asked her, can you on a moment's notice uh, take a last minute rental? Because, you know, those things do happen. And I wanted to make sure that she was available all the time. And um, pretty much she is. If she can't do it, she has um, a friend that has helped her clean quite a bit that she will send up in her place. But mostly, 90% of the time, or 99% of the time, she does the cleaning herself. And uh, she does take all the last-minute reservations. Sometimes she complains about it, but uh, <laughs> most of the, I mean, she, she's always there. And I've been really fortunate to always have my house cleaned the day they check out or the next day if, if there were a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, is that every person I hire... I tell them that this is a vacation rental and it's so important that I have the plumber out there when I've got a problem. I've got the hot tub guy out there if the hot tub goes down, that I've got the AC guy out there because this is a vacation rental. These people are on vacation. I have to have it repaired. Mm -hmm. And they 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 hop to it. My my well pump went out and I didn't have a plumber at the time. And I had someone out there that afternoon and a new pump put in my well by three o'clock in the afternoon. I cried. I mean, I absolutely <laughs> cried because people are, were so helpful and I didn't even know these people. You know, knowing your, your tradespeople and, and just, just having, having that list of, of people you can call and feeling confident that they're going to, going to help you out is, is just right. so important. Well, it's, it's been, it's been so important for me and I just want to stress that, those are all lined up before you start. Mm -hmm. That's great, Bria. Do you know this has been a fantastic conversation, and I and I know that that those people who are listening are just will have got so much out of it. I think it's we've covered great. a lot of ground. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate your time. I look forward to working with you uh, a lot more on the, uh, on the podcast as we all get ready to launch our podcasts in, in the new year. So until then, thank you so much. It's been well, a pleasure. Heather, thank you. And I want to thank you again for, for inviting me to join the podcast. It's stretching my... Um, 
what is it? What's it stretching? <laughs> it's making me grow. That's what it's stretching my growth. That's what it is. But I'm excited about it and uh, looking forward to something new. Well, I think it'll be, you know, I, I was out on a run yesterday morning and, and I was listening to a podcast and I ran for 45 minutes and that person was in my ear for 45 minutes. Because when you're yeah. running, you don't tend to stop and change. You know, you just, you just listen. And it was a podcast on scuba diving. And, oh. and I really knew nothing about it, but I was, you know, just it was something interesting. And and it just got me that I I would not have spent a minute on a blog post about scuba diving. Right. But you know, this was in my ear for 45 minutes. And when I came back, I wanted to go and try the sport. So this is this is the power of podcasting. It, it, well, you did it for me. I was doing struggling to do 30 minutes on the treadmill. But when I discovered that I can listen to your podcast on the treadmill, now I do an hour on the treadmill. <laughs> Some, and, I'm, uh, and I'm loving it. <laughs> it was in a forum recently and we were having this discussion about how long interviews should be. And, and I was saying, well, mine are somewhere between 40 and 40, 45 minutes and an hour. Right. And and somebody said, oh, that's really too long. And I said, no, I just want to keep people on the treadmill for that long. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, I tell you, I, that's what I do. And I, I mean, now it's like I'm, I'm about to run out of your podcast, Heather. So oh, well, we've got to get some new ones out there. Well, we're thinking. I've, I've we're, listened to a lot of them on that treadmill. <laughs> well, we are thinking of going to twice a week now. So. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Oh, okay, Bria. We will talk again very soon, I'm quite sure. So thanks once again. Well, Heather, thank you and enjoy your vacation. I will do. Well, I got a lot out of that interview. I hope you did as well. And, and certainly the one thing that, uh, that struck a chord with me was about going with your gut. I think that story that Bria told about doing the one night rental and, and having it result in a call from the sheriff's office was enough to drive home the knowledge that when you get that gut feeling that something's not quite right, go with it. Don't ever override it because we know our business. And and even when something seems okay on the outside, if you're actually feeling inside that it's not okay, you are probably right. Go with that inner gut feeling and uh, and you'll be safer all round. So that was great. That was a great discussion with Bria. I really enjoyed talking with her. And I'm really pleased that she's on the uh, podcast program because there's so much, as I mentioned to her, there's so much on her website that she can she can actually talk about herself or you know, plenty of people to interview and to make a really successful podcast about the Asheville area. Sounds so much fun down there. And I, I, for one, will be listening to that podcast when it comes out because Asheville's a place that I would like to go. So I think Bria's got a lot to, um, to teach us and tell us about the area. So, so that's going to be fun coming up in 2015 in the January. So that's it for another episode of Vacation Rental Success. Once again, absolutely loved being with you all. And, uh, as I said at the outset, my next, uh, the focus of my next couple of weeks will be on what I've learned from the Vacation Rental Managers Association conference. Um, I do have one amazing interview coming up in a few weeks' time, and 
And so look out for my interview with Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast Answer Man. And Cliff is the person to go to for any information, advice, recommendations on podcasting. And I had the real pleasure of spending a day with him at a mastermind group in Dallas this last August. And and he graciously accepted my invitation to be a guest on Vacation Rental Success. And we're going to be talking about how to grow a podcast in a niche market such as ours. And, and I think he's going to give us a lot of really, really excellent advice. So, uh, so that one's coming up in about, um, I think this is episode 48 and Cliff's is going to be episode 52, I believe. So watch out for that one. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen. And as ever, if you have a comment to make, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to the um, show notes at uh, cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS048 and let us know what you think. And uh, I always respond to those comments. And so if you have a question, just post it there as well. Bria will be around if you have a a question to ask of her. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Thank you again. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 